It's been a while since we spent some time alone. And when we do, it's in situations like this. I wish I could see you. You could always see me. Why are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Uh huh? Come on. You're imagining things. Am I? Then why are you following me? Afraid I was going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss? I just assumed it was a woman. I can arrange that. So beautiful. It's only because I'm so in love. No, <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. So love has blinded you. <laughs> well, that's not exactly what I meant. That's probably true. I love you. Hi everyone, this is Adriana, your host of Starships, uh, your favorite podcast about all the ships in Star Wars, canon, not canon, doesn't matter, we talk about all of them, and for today's episode, I have a very special guest, um, I'm really excited that he's here with us, uh, it's Chris from Book Wars Pod. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on, I... I'm really excited that you're here because I am such a huge fan of your podcast and your podcast is the reason I'm I, I like one of the reasons I'm doing this. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, my gosh. Of course. That's so sweet. And we I mean, back at you. We love starships. We uh, loved it in its previous incarnation and we love what you're doing with it. So it is it is it is an equal honor to be on. I'm I'm trying my best. <laughs> I know Ash Ash was really good, so I'm trying my best. <laughs> um, so on this episode of Starships, we're going to be talking about um a relatively new ship, um, but it's something that I started shipping almost immediately, um, and it's Tam and Sonara from Star Wars Resistance, um, and the reason I invited uh Chris on the episode today is on his podcast when he was talking about resistance he he couldn't help but talk a talk a little bit about how much he loved tam and how much he loves sonara so i thought he would be the perfect guest yes they are they're the best characters and it's funny because i like i don't ship people like that's just not like a segment of fandom that i have traditionally like been as involved in like i mean like you know like I would say, like, you know, I see characters and I'm like, oh, like, they're great together. Like, Kanan and Hera, I love them. But, like, I feel like so much of shipping culture is, like, honestly, some of it's, like, very gendered. And I feel like toxic masculinity was like, no, you don't ship people. You're a, like, straight dude. Um, Which, like, patriarchy, man, it's the worst. But (laughs) it's, but, like, that, I don't know. Something about Tam and Sonara just, like so quickly just grabbed onto me and like now every time I see them I'm just like screaming for them to kiss it's amazing (laughs) you know what it's very interesting I think I've mentioned this before but I'm kind of in a similar in a similar boat I think what because Star Wars has been such part of my life since I was so little like shipping anything in the Star Wars was just 
not a thing. Like, I would just be like, oh, yeah, Padme and Anakin, they have to be together because that's what they are in the movies. So, right. With, because yeah. plot reasons. Yeah. So, like, I, sh- I guess I shipped them, but it wasn't like a, you know, I don't know what the quite the word is, but yeah, it wasn't, it was just something I think built in, I guess you would say. And so, yeah, yeah, totally. And so, really, it, it isn't until, like, the sequel trilogy with Finn and Poe that I started, like, shipping. And then now, like, Tam and Sonara. So, yeah, it's, it, they're, it, they're unique, I think. <laughs> yeah, so, two excellent ships to start with, no doubt. <laughs> uh, so, that kind of leads me, I guess, to my first question is, uh, when exactly did you start shipping them? Was it, like, immediately? Did it take a few um episodes was it after the fact it i would say it like started somewhat immediately but then grew so like it's so for those who watch star wars resistance and really i cannot state enough how much everybody needs to be watching star wars resistance because it's just a phenomenal show um agree but (laughs) so when sonara first appears you know she just to go into background for those who don't watch she is like a pirate spy on board the colossus and the first way you the first person you see her interact with is Kaz, who is kind of the main hero of the story. And Kaz is doing the very like stereotypical, blatant, like, oh hey, Sonara, like tripping over himself, like trying to act all cool and tough and like making his voice different and make himself seem like really badass. Um, but and and so like when I saw that. I kind of like rolled my eyes because I'm like, this, this is like kind of tropey and you know, like, it's fine. Like I'm not against it, but like, you know, we've, we've seen this before, but then, (laughs) but then early on in like, I think the second episode that Sonara appears in, you see, um, Tam go with Kaz to talk to Sonara and like, so then like kind of early on in that episode, I was like joking with Kate, my co-host and my wife. Uh, when we were watching, I was like, okay, but what if they make it gay and like it's Tam and Sonara instead? And then that kind of just put the idea in my head. And then at the end of the episode, there's like a specific moment where like the Colossus is under attack and uh, Tam is like fighting with a pirate. And then uh, be- and she's only there because she came to make sure that Sonara was safe. And so like Sonara is really touched and she's like, why would you come back for me? And Tam is like, because we're friends and like Sonara just like looks like nobody's ever cared about her in like the entire world. And my, my heart just like burst a little bit. It was very like Grinch end of Grinch who stole Christmas. And my heart grew three sizes. Yes. Yes. It, yes. Everything about what you said. Um, that's exactly kind of like what happened with me. I, I thought at first that she was going to be, and I, I feel like there's still, kind of going to make it that way because you know they can't put the gay for the kids how that would be just too much but um like I immediately was like oh she's here she's gonna be um Kaz's love interest and I was like not I I didn't have a problem with it but yeah really with that moment when when Sonar like that look in her face when Tam comes back for her and she can't believe it I was like nope that's it that's the ship right there. 
Yup. And it was so, it's like so pure. And I, I feel like part of this is one of the strengths of uh, Star Wars Resistance is really the voice cast. And it's incredible. And it's frankly a lot of newcomers like Susie McGrath, who plays Tam, uh, is I don't know that I've ever seen or heard her in anything before, but she's phenomenal. And she has this really earnest quality to that she brings to Tam. And you can just you can kind of feel that they just have this chemistry to each other. And like for me and like kind of going back to what you said about like your ships in the past being like plot based and I was very much the same way. And to me, I like look at them and I'm like, yeah, look at their chemistry. Obviously, they're going to date. As everything you're saying is just it's exactly like what's in my brain. How are you doing this? <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's I don't know. I just love them so much and I just want them to be together. <laughs> and um I'm I'm going No, I'm going to go back because we're not going to get there yet. I'm going to jump too far. And that's how excited I am talking about this shit. Uh, no, so, that's real. Uh we kind of we you kind of talked about it um already, but what like specific moments um other than that one, is there any other specific moments that really just drove the ship home for you? For me, it's that's the big one because, and this is, I think, a, uh, in my opinion, a flaw in this season of Star Wars Resistance. We didn't get a ton of Tam and Sonara content, but we do get, you know, when Sonara is leaving the Colossus, and this is also, these are also like, vague plot spoilers for season one of resistance um so if you haven't watched it and you're going to definitely do it um but i'll keep it vague but there's a point where sonara is leaving the platform and tam just kind of feels like seems like kind of like really saddened and like almost betrayed that she would leave without saying goodbye and like it just their relationship just seems so like pure and so like unproblematic and like so many relationships that we see in star wars are you know not necessarily like that and like obviously the big one which i won't get into is Raylo, and that has other aspects to it but like compared to that tam and sonara is just so like they just they just want to be happy and love each other yeah and um that just it brings like a different it's yeah you're right it's different because i feel like they have like a not to say that all friendships will lead to this but they have they they have this built in like they started talking to each other telling each other uh like their hopes their dreams what they want to do and they're building up this genuine friendship and and that's not something you see too often that that they've built that before you know what i mean does that make sense i don't know oh that totally makes sense and i think that you know looking at star wars that's you're absolutely right that's just not something we see a lot of like we don't see a lot of women interacting with each other and particularly tam obviously is a dark-skinned human woman and uh sonara is a miri allen and her skin is purple but you know for those who follow star wars aliens have kind of often been coded as the people of color in the Star Wars galaxy. And so like it's to see these two women having this purely positive relationship and these two women of color having these, this purely positive relationship 
really it is it is new and it's exciting yeah thank you for putting into words what i'm trying to say (laughs) um yeah that's that's exactly how it feels i'm it just they seeing them interact makes me really happy yeah it's just it's fun it's like you know you look at the screen and you don't need to worry about like you know like what's what's happening in the plot because you know they're two characters who just want to live their lives and it just feels really real and really emotional for for me at least yeah and i just like you said it's an issue with resistance itself and that even tam wise there's not enough um but i just wish there was more um and when i had gone to uh they had a book signing in the Barnes and Noble in LA um, and Amy Ratcliffe was there and she did the women of the galaxy book. She wrote Mm -hmm. that. And I was like, Hey, not to be that person, but why isn't Sonara in here? And we had this like, really, it was kind of, it felt really long because we just kept talking, but it, it wasn't that long. Say move you along, but we just were talking about how much we love Sonara and how she was really ups- she she was kind of sad that they didn't give her that information because she would have loved to put Sonara in her book. So, so ba- basically, what my point is is the stuff we got was genuinely nice to, and it was like such a good build up, but there wasn't enough of it, and that's that's what I I I really. I wish there was more of. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, you know, it's season one of Resistance has been really interesting because they had to introduce so many new characters, but also keep it really light because it is like this show really knows what it is and it is a show for kids. And like, yeah. and I mean that like in a great way because it's, it's just really fun. Um, but like at the same time, I'm really hoping from season two, now that we know all these characters and we like kind of know where we are in the timeline, obviously, because it ended kind of right after The Force Awakens, like that we'll be able to dive into some of these characters and, you know, Sonara's back and Tam is obvious or Tam is not with the main group for those who haven't seen the season finale. But I think it'll be really interesting to see, you know, even if they don't interact directly, watching both their characters grow and hopefully learning more about you know both of them but particularly Sonara individually uh to so we can see her fleshed out you know in her own yeah there's there's so many ways that with both their characters they can take the story that it's it's kind of exciting because we th- like I th- there's so many different things that they could do so um i guess you know we're have going to have to watch and hope and see what's coming and Yeah, I hope it's, I'm just, I really hope we get a lot of Sonara content. I've heard, I know I was unfortunately not able to go to the uh, Star Wars Resistance panel at Star Wars Celebration this past April, but I heard from people who were there that like Tam is going to be apparently a very big part of this upcoming season. And that makes me really excited because honestly, Tam is like one of my favorite characters in Star Wars after one season because she's just so like real and so earnest and down to earth and you know you see her making the choices that she makes and again I won't go into spoilers but you can like look at it from her perspective and be like yeah you know like 
I know they're in space, but like, I would feel like that. Like, I would absolutely have these feelings and make like consider making these same choices. And to see this depth of emotion from a character who, A, having a main character who is a black woman, which again in Star Wars is rare, if not completely unique. And B, to like have her, you know, be this completely complex figure that they're really building some like familial and friendship tensions and depth with. It's just I've like instantly fallen in love with her as a character. And so I'm so excited to see where she goes. And hopefully Sonara is part of that story. Yeah. Um, I guess we can kind of jump into it now um, because that's kind of where we're, we're heading and kind of what I want to just like scream about. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you I feel I have a feeling that your content and what I think is going to be very similar. So if you could create uh, canon content for them, what would it be? Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. What a great question. I mean, I would definitely have them getting together on Resistance. Um, like, I want I want to see that on screen. Like, I want, like, I don't. And, like, look, it's a kid's show. There's obviously, there's not going to be anything explicit. But, like. There's no reason that they can't kiss on screen. And I really hope that we get that in Resistance. Um, Yeah. Nickelodeon, they did that with uh, Korra and Asami. Like, it was very explicit. And they didn't even kiss. They were just, like, holding hands, walking off together into the sunset or to the light. So something, even something like that, I think, would be um, nice because it's very explicit but not graphic so i yeah i I feel like people wouldn't have such a big problem with it but um what i was really looking to to see if i could is sonar being one of the reasons tam comes back oh my god yes i yeah really hope that i i just like want that with my whole heart yeah like i i wouldn't know how I don't, I don't have a specific, like, this, this, this leads to this, but I just, I want for some, for, I don't know how, like I said, but I just want Sonara involved somehow. And Tam being like, this is Sonara telling me to come back. Maybe I should come back. And. and Yeah, absolutely. That would be really amazing even and to see that to get that even if they wouldn't become canon i think would also be not necessarily 100 percent fulfilling but it would definitely be nice to see that yeah absolutely you know maybe something like you know we know that sonara is with the resistance now or at least helped them in that you know scenario adjacent so like (laughs) resistance adjacent exactly what a perfect way to put it (laughs) Um, and like, you know, maybe she like runs sorties and like supply runs for the resistance because we know they're pretty beat up after the last Jedi. And, you know, Tam is in charge of, you know, trying to hunt them down and find Kaz and bring them to justice as the first order, I'm sure, (laughs) thinks of it. Um, and I could like, I could see that being super fun. And like, you know, you kind of see them having these near misses and then, you know, seeing, you know, their respect for each other and sadness that they've lost the touch and 
you know, then maybe re reconnecting and being reminded, you know, why they are such friends and, you know, fingers crossed why they, you know, are interested in each other romantically and, you know, see it go from there. I think that would be really fun and also really fulfilling for both of their character arcs. Yeah, you mentioned that and I kind of have like flashback to Lost Stars. Yes. And CNN thing. Yeah, like that's what I want, but more happy like a definitive happy like they are together because we we re technically it's been so long but we don't really know what happened to cnn thane right no we don't i mean i think the last thing we know about them is sienna the implication is she's going to be pardoned by the new republic and they're gonna you know give it a try but we don't really know what happens after that we don't know if it works yeah, but I feel like like Tam and Sonara kind of give me those vibes if they yes. choose to to do something like that very much. Yes, in the same I want <laughs> I want Tam to take Sonara back to her home planet and like for them to like start a moisture farm or whatever the crop of choice is on Tam's home planet. I don't remember where she's from, but like I want old tam and old sonara like holding hands in the garden because they're just they're so pure <laughs> i want tam and sonara to join forces and take down uh, the first order that's what i want yes Ooh, sonara turns tam into like a double agent i would love that yes oh see another thing they could do that's why i'm like really excited for season two there's, there's so many possibilities, so many things that they can do. And I feel like every one of them would be really exciting. And there's so much possibility for Tam and Sonara to do things together. I know. I, I just really hope so. And, you know, I will say, like, obviously Lucasfilm has a lot of problems with representation and particularly queer representation and kind of queer baiting that they've done off screen without showing it on screen mm -hmm. i do hope you know from what i've heard of justin ridge who is the supervising director of resistance and uh, athena portillo uh, who is uh one of the executive producers and who also worked on star wars rebels like i've seen them talk about how important representation is to them i've seen justin ridge all over twitter like participating in the hashtag star wars rep matters campaigns about representation talking about you know with fans about like you know there have been fans who are black women talking about what tam means to them and him being like i'm so glad it means so much to you it was a conscious choice to bring that aspect to this character and i'm glad that like that is reflected so like it seems like you know he's a white dude you always want to be very careful before like declaring that a white dude gets it on <laughs> representation and particularly on queer issues but I'm hopeful. I'm I'm hopeful that we'll see something that does justice yeah. to the characters. And uh, I was uh, in my last episode when I was talking about um, Kylo and Hux. Yes, this, another yeah. fantastic ship. Yeah, <laughs> there was this, this this the guest I had on. Um, she's awesome. Static raining on Twitter. Um, she was saying how even though they ship them like it would just be problematic to have them be like that first queer rep on the on the in the movies you know mm -hmm. but i i feel like 
with how pure and how genuine Tam and Sonara are, this would be a fantastic ship to make canon. Um, and it would be like another jump. You know, we have uh, we have uh, the characters Sinjir and oh, I'm blanking on his name. I'm a fake fan. Um, from <laughs> Chuck Wendig's books, the aftermath mm-hmm. books. Um, so now. Let's make that jump to the small screen and then, you know, maybe big screen from there. I think this would be not like just a good step in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you know, I hate to I hate to seed the argument that like that people who are against same sex relationships always say, well, it's not it's not for children. It's explicit content, like all this stuff, which it's not. And that's ridiculous on its face because it's two people loving each other but it's such a pure relationship in all its other aspects at least what we've seen so far that like it is the epitome of family friendly and is the epitome of like modeling positive behavior and respect for each other's partners like as equals and so like I totally agree I think it would be like the a perfect gateway queer relationship for Lucasfilm to jump on board with yeah yes thank you you're putting like i said you're putting out what's in my brain (laughs) (laughs) great minds think alike what can i say (laughs) and you know that's very interesting because i'm a teacher and i have some kids in my class that are already i have first through fourth grade uh i teach special ed and i have some of my kids already like you know, that have come to me and I have a little boy and he was like, I like this other little boy. And and I think because I am very much like, you know, I do assignments centered around Star Wars. And so if I were to show something like this in my class, I don't know, it might help be helpful. Like, oh, they God, might, yeah. Yeah. You know, so and and like I said, these are these are kids who are like third grade fourth grade and they're already having these feelings and it would just be nice to have them have something like that you know oh so absolutely i completely agree and like you know you think about again this like idea that you know this is that queer representation and queer relationships and queer love is something that kids shouldn't see but it's just so it's so ridiculous because like children know who they're interested in. Like that's like, I, like I remember being a kid and like, like I, I'm, I'm a straight man. Life is easier for me. But like, I knew when I was a kid, like these, there, there are girls, I have crushes on them. Like, you know that as a kid. And so like, as a queer kid, you understand that too. So it's not like depicting queer relationships is not turning kids gay. Well, what it is, is showing them that it is okay to have the feelings that they're having and be themselves and have these role models. And sure, they're fictional, but like Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia are fictional and they're like two of like the most influential role models in all of fiction. And so it's it's completely positive. And, you know, I really do hope that Lucasfilm, whether it's with Tam and Sonara or with it's with, whether it's with someone else, that they start giving Finn these po. kids. Finn, oh my God, please. Finn Poe. <laughs> Like, I hope they start giving these kids something to look at and say, like, you know, maybe I'm getting bullied. Maybe I'm having trouble at home because my parents aren't 
on board with this, but like it is okay. Society sees me. Yeah. And uh, yes. Yeah. That's all I can say. <laughs> because because it's true. Like like I said, I I already have these kids that come to me and they tell me these things and and knowing how society is right now and the things that I I cuz I sh- I I've showed them episodes of Rebels. I have not shown them any resistance because it's not um available yet like mm-hmm. that um but next year you know it once it's on disney plus um you know whenever we have um assignments where we have to summarize and talk about characterization these are things that i, I show my kids and so i mean we're not gonna explicitly talk about it but maybe seeing something like that and being like oh if they can do that i can do that too and it's not something to be um worried about or scared about um then I don't see I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So my last question is um how do you access um content about the ship? Like do you read any of fan fiction? Do you create art? Do you just look at art? Um one of my guests she talked about how she would like print out pictures and like color like p- mm-hmm. pictures of her like ship so yeah how do you how do you consume the ship you know it's funny because you know i feel like and i mentioned this a little bit earlier with my like lack of shipping experience but i feel like so much of my experience with fandom is really dependent on you know quote-unquote official canon media and i was i've never really been historically that into fan works and i and i think that's because you know there's this image of fan fiction as gendered and you know all the stuff that denigrates it which is completely unfairly and but so you know because this society i grew up in like i've never really been as into fan fiction but so so i haven't read any tam and sonara fan fiction although i really should but you know i've seen some fan art oh i'm sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say like it would make you really sad because AOF, <laughs> I have it as one of my save tabs. It there's like literally one. Oh, <laughs> there's literally one, uh, and it is in the background or mentioned in three three other fakes, which are it's really weird because I guess people ship Kaz and Nico. Oh, that's so like, funny. That's I, I think that's weird. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe like I said, it's. Star Wars is, I'm not like a big shipper in Star Wars, so it's really mm-hmm. interesting to me, all the stuff that comes out. And people ship um, Kaz and Tora. Sure. Uh, which I, I could I could see that, except for I, th- that one's a little squeaky, because apparently Tora's only like 14 on the show. I don't know. Yeah, um, they would need, they need to play with the ages a little bit for that to work. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's really sad. There's only one, and I've read it like twice. And it makes yeah. me sad. <laughs> that is so sad. All right, Starship listeners, this is this is your task for next season of Resistance. Write us some Tanara fic. Yes, all of it. I want it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, but so like, but I do. You know, I've I've started to see more fan art around, and you know that because that's something that I'm not really on Tumblr. I've never really I've never had a Tumblr 
presence in my life. But like fan art, you know, you see more often as you're scrolling through Twitter. Uh, Tam being such a huge character, I think has really, particularly in, you know, the the circles of Star Wars Twitter that I run in, which are, you know, really focused on representation. Tam is obviously a huge presence. Uh, and so that's been amazing. And so you see some of her and some of Sonara, even if it's not as much together, you know, you see them. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing I loved at Star Wars Celebration uh, when I was there is seeing, you know, already after one season, Tam cosplays and Sonara cosplays. And I did not <sighs> actually see any together, but I saw some amazing cosplays. I saw this one woman. It was like the last day of the con and we were like walking past each other. And it like clicked in my head that she was Sonara. And I like ran back and was like, oh my God, can I get a picture? Your cosplay is amazing. Because like I just love, I, lo- I love seeing the impact that these characters have on fans that they that they put energy into these things and like i have i have one cosplay i'm in the 501st um and it it is it is work it takes a lot of energy and time to put those things together and i just love seeing characters inspire that kind of response and particularly these you know nuanced and interesting characters and you know i hope i hope next star wars celebration we see couples cosplaying tam and sonara that's that's my goal that would make my heart so happy i would just like if i was if i was not there which i'm going to be there because i live in i live on the west coast that's true you can drive there it'll be yeah i i literally can yeah it takes me like well it depends on traffic but about an hour but yes like if if (laughs) depends on traffic a southern california story (laughs) pretty pretty much it Okay, another tangent. It completely blew my mind that in other places in the world, or not in the world, but in the U.S., they don't. They tell you, um, they say, "Oh, how many miles are you away?" And I'm like, "That doesn't. That's not. There's no time. Like in California, in Los Angeles, even going a mile, you could be sitting there for hours. I know. So, but um, yeah. Anyways, so if I was in Anaheim. I would love to see that if I was not there, but scrolling on Twitter, I think I would be really, I would just, that would make my day to see something like that, to see couples as, as Sam, uh, Sonara and Tam. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, I'm new to shipping culture, but I need to, I need to get on it with reading fanfic and seeking out artists who are doing great work. Cause you know, there's so much rebels fan art. And, you know, I know that a lot of those artists watch Resistance, too. So I need to I need to start chatting with those folks, see if I can inspire them to to draw some write some Tanara fic or draw some art. Yeah, I would love to have them on a shirt. That would be so awesome. Yes, art that on would a be shirt. amazing. That would be great. I would. Yeah, I need more Star Wars shirts. I don't have enough. <laughs> oh, oh, you'll you'll fix that right quick if you make it to the next celebration. Trust me, I spent a lot of money on shirts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? It's funny because you were talking about how it, it it's a lot of work. And I was just thinking, like, even Disney bounding, because I do have a pass and I go a lot. Even, like, I get tired of, like, trying to come up with ideas to Disney bound. So, like, the fact that people... Like, I admire people like you who, like, put in the work to make the that stuff uh, screen accurate because that, that's so much work. How long did it take you? Uh, so I, I have a, not easy, but I, it's a soft costume, so it's not armor. Um, it's 
Anakin, like evil Anakin from Revenge of the Sith. Um, and so, you know, it's like pants and the tunic and boots and everything. And like the pants didn't take long because I just bought them. But I actually sewed the tunic myself. Um, and it took it took a while. Like it took probably several months of me doing a lot of sewing because also because it's the first time I've ever cosplayed and I don't know how to sew. So I kind of taught myself to use the sewing machine. <laughs> Which I realize is not actually an achievement, but like I'm, I'm going oh, no, to cling to it. <laughs> no, it is because, okay, I've tried to make my own skirts out of like Star Wars fabric and stuff and that. That's sewing is hard. <laughs> it is hard. Thank you. Okay, great. Excellent. I'm among I'm among friends here. Yes, because, okay, I don't know how people sew straight. Like my stitches are like all over the place. Like my hems are like so one is huge, one is like small. And I'm like, how does it how do people do this? <laughs> Yo, that's so real. It's it's funny. I was talking to when I when I first first started, um I was talking to another member of Star Wars Twitter um who happens to live in the area and she is a big cosplayer. And we were hanging out with her and she was like working on a costume and she's like, hey, you sew now. Can you like, I think she was like doing pleats and she's like, can you just like put pins in this so that I can sew pleats into it later? And I'm like, I'm like, so ready. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I know how to do this. <laughs> and I, and I do it. And like 10 minutes later, she like looks at it and I'm like only half done. And they're like all crooked and not even. And nope. she's just like, oh, honey. And she like takes it out. And 30 seconds later, she's like, has it all ripped out and like redone perfectly. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm learning. We're getting there. But, oh, God, that's like my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. I Yeah, I hope, I really hope more people will cosplay. And I think once we get season two, hopefully we get more of their backgrounds. I think people will be more inclined to cosplay them. Um, if I had any semblance of the time <laughs> to put something into that, I think it'd be cool to cosplay as Sonara. She's, I know you really love Tam, but uh, Sonara is my favorite. Hey, in, I mean, in this relationship, <laughs> no, they're both fantastic ladies. So, um, but yeah, I hope people do too. I, I honestly, my life, I really want more people to watch Star Wars Resistance because, like, you know, there's so much going on in Star Wars right now that Resistance almost gets lost. You know, you obviously you have Rise of Skywalker, The Mandalorian, and on the animation front, you have Clone Wars, but like, Resistance is just really phenomenal storytelling so far, and I want more people to like it a be, to see the characters and to fall in love with tam and sonara the way i have but also to support it and make sure that we keep getting seasons so i really hope that people do yeah i you're you're absolutely right it's i think there was um a lot of like people like talking about how the animation was garbage and i'm just like like have you actually tried watching it before you've started like trashing on it come on it's it it's really good and i think the thing for me that really solidified it is how quickly it it integrates into the timeline like mm -hmm. i was not i was not expecting what happened in the finale to go down like i thought we were gonna it was gonna take a little bit more time but here we are like right in the midst of the force awakens and i was like oh dang oh dang yeah <laughs> No, that's super real. And it like it's and it seems extremely consequential because 
there's so little of the resistance left. And like these are, you know, presumably going to be major figures. So, you know, hopefully we get to see them. We get to see more tie-ins to Star Wars Resistance. Um, and also, I love the animation. I know people don't, but I think that's mostly people who don't actually watch the show because it's really beautifully done. That brings up something I didn't think about. Possibly seeing Sam and... Um, I keep saying Sam because that's a, <laughs> <laughs> Tam and Sonara in on screen, like in the on the big screen. Oh my god, that would be amazing if we like. Yeah. I know, like some people have been like, you know, will we see Christopher Sean as, uh, you know, as uh, Kaz Ziono in Rise of Skywalker in the background somewhere in a cameo? I would love to see Susie McGrath as Tam. Oh, and I'm unfortunately I don't know the name of the actress who voices Sonara, but I would love to see them on screen as uh, as their counterparts and just see those characters really brought to life in that way. Uh, the voice actor for Sonara is ooh Nazine Contractor Con. I don't know if I'm saying that right. She is a woman of color which is awesome um I th- yeah excellent always have There's... people of color voicing people of color give give people jobs yeah i don't i'm i'm not sure how to say her name so i'm just gonna leave it at that and there's literally no other info about her oh she's from india oh yeah. awesome she was in Stretch Armstrong and the Flex Fighters. I have never heard of that. I've never heard of that either. That's really cool, though, because I know that the... I I want to say that the actress who played Barris Offie, who is another Mary Allen who we saw in, um, I think specifically in Attack of the Clones, um, I think that actress, obviously she was in makeup, but I want to say that she was also of South Asian descent, so... I like that. I like that connection. Yeah. Yes, more. More. It, it would be nice to see them on screen because I I think that's one of their Lucasfilm's problem. Like they don't they don't build those connections. Like they build them in the books, they build them on the show, but they don't end up on screen. And I'm like, "Come on, you if you want people more invested in the outs like in the animation and in the books and it would be nice to see some of that pay off in the films i know i i totally agree with you like that's that's kind of my whole big like evangelizing shtick on star wars twitter is how i want everything to be interconnected and i think you're totally right i think the best way to get people to care about these less known projects is to tie them into the like the movies and the Mandalorian and the big stuff and make people care about them that way so that they want to go back and get involved. So I I really hope we see it. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. And I feel like they the way they cast the voice actors like we could see them on the screen. That would be really nice. It would be cool to see people played by the people who voice them, you know, yeah. and I know that obviously Rebels I think the cast is somewhat similar to their characters attributes you know obviously you have tia Surkar, who is a woman of color uh you have uh freddie prince jr who is a person of color and kanan who is a person of color despite the fact that 
everything that Lucasfilm <laughs> produces wants to make him white. It's so frustrating. That's a different topic. No, he <laughs> he would he is one hundred percent. I claim him. Yes, I claim him for all the 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 Latinos out there. He is a space Latino. <laughs> Let, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, that's pretty much all my questions. Is there anything else you wanted to like talk about that we didn't get to talk about with regards to? Uh, I don't think so. Just that you know, just that I love them. I I want only good things for them. I want them to end up together and happy. Yeah, I feel like this is would be one of the few relationships that that could have that. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I feel like this Everything. this could be the relationship in Star Wars that isn't built on mutual trauma. We can do yeah. this. I mean, at literally every every other relationship is so sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but they are falling in love during times of war. It is a Star War. I mean. It is. It is. It is not called Star Peace. <laughs> no. As yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, let's let's make maybe we could start a petition. Yeah, let's let's hashtag that. Let's let's do hashtag make Tanara happen instead of make solo two happen. This this seems like a more productive hashtag. <laughs> Definitely. I didn't know that was a thing. That's oh a thing. god. That was a thing like on the anniversary of Solo coming out. And I, I, I like Solo, don't get me wrong. Like I enjoyed it oh, me for what too, it was. But... but like there was a whole hashtag make solo two happen and i'm just like why why don't why don't you make other movies like make specifically a lando movie or a kira movie happen why do we need solo two i have questions um i have all a bunch of questions yeah that have everything to do with kira and none to do with han solo so yep so <laughs> that's my stance real. on that i did not know that was a thing yeah, no. So we're gonna we're gonna fix it. Make Tanara happen. Hashtag yes. it. We're gonna we're gonna start the trend. And and who is the Justin Ridge? You said should we like tag him in all our tweets? Oh my god, yes. I don't know his <laughs> handle, but absolutely, people should at Justin Ridge and tell him that we want more Tanara content. Yes. Oh god. I just even if it was just Tam content or just Tanara, because there was not enough of them. And yep. And like we've said, they're both the best, and I don't. It's not fair that we get so much of, not enough of them. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, um, yeah, okay. I think that pretty much sums everything up. Thank you so much for coming on the pod and talking about this with me. I was so happy when you agreed to this, and um. Do you want to let everybody know where they can find you on the on the Twitter and on anywhere else? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much. I was I was excited to get asked because like Kate knows like whenever we watch Resistance, this is all I talk about. And she's <laughs> like, oh my god, find like talk to talk to somebody else about it. Finally, you have an outlet. This is great. Um, but yeah, you can find me at Chris Cedor on Twitter. C H R I S S E D O R. Um, you can also find me at Book Wars Pod. Um, that is the podcast. Uh, that I am a co-host on, along with my wife and two of our good friends. Uh, we talk about the Star Wars books and how they fit together in the canon and kind of all enrich each other and enrich the universe. So if you're interested in that, give us a listen, read the Star Wars books, um, and we would love to have you listen. Um, and yeah, those are pretty much the two main places you can find me. I am 
hashtag very online. Uh, so uh, <laughs> hit me up. Let's talk about Tam and Sonara and Star Wars Resistance and other general wholesome Star Wars things. Uh, just FYI, sometimes, because I am an avid listener of the uh, the Book Wars pod, um, sometimes I don't get a chance to read the book, but it's nice to get your commentary. So even if you don't have time to read the books, you should give their pod a listen to because it's really great and they're really funny. And I, I, I don't know if that's your actual intention to be hilarious, but <laughs> I mean, I laugh when I listen to you guys and ma- you you guys make me happy. So yes, definitely give them a listen to. And um, as for myself, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at celestial intent and um you can also find the pod through the main uh podcast uh which is clashing sabers um and we are on all the platforms now i believe including podbean uh so yeah thank you guys and thank you again chris it was so awesome talking to you and i'll have to figure out something else where we can get together and talk because it was so much fun. (laughs) Starships is a Clashing Sabers production but claims no right to any licensed sounds, names, etc. All that stuff belongs to the original creator. We just use them for informational and educational purposes only and to make the show a little bit more fun. Basically, if they made it, it's theirs. If we made it, it's ours. Now, if you got that all figured out, we got some moof milker who installed a compressor on the ignition line we gotta take care of. Hey, move ball.